Is it bad if I'm completely washed out? Um, what could I do about that? What could I do about that? And you know what? This, you're, you're, this isn't the first like person who's who's looked white as hell. Are you like a tech whiz? <laughs> yeah, that's really me. Oh, oh. Okay, 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 okay. Look. Oh. Oh. You did it. Well, that is crazy. Now I look like a person. Hi, hi, hi. You feel good about that? I feel really amazing. Yeah. I feel amazing about this. I'm on David's podcast. And now I look tan as hell. I'm just kidding. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Long Form Conversations, the podcast where we talk about long form improv. I am your host, David, and today I am joined by a uh, very special guest. This is someone that I've been wanting to have on my uh, improv podcast for a while, uh, but it is unbecoming, un- uncouth to invite all your teammates on. So I wanted to like slowly stretch them out. Uh, but you're in for a treat because this is a very talented improviser sketch comedian, writer, and <laughs> actor. Please help me welcome, and future director, <laughs> please help me welcome Avery Gurian. Thank you. Hi. How's it going? Good. It's going very good. Thanks so much for coming down. You know, it was honestly a 10-minute drive, so all is good. Oh, really? What part mm-hmm. of LA are you in? I'm like near Larchmont. Remind me where Larchmont is. It's about 10 minutes away. Got it. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Down Vine, that way. Oh, so you're kind of like, uh, it's like kind of like mid Wilshire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mid, yeah. Oh, mid. sweet. How do you like that area? I really like it. Actually, so I grew up in LA and I actually went to high school. Thousand Oaks. No. Thousand Park. No. Thousand Islands. <laughs> it's almost like I would tell you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, so I, no, I, I grew up in the valley though of LA, like Sherman Oaks area, but I, yeah. And studio city, we're just listing um, different parts of LA. Um, But my high school that I went to um, is right near where I live now. Larchmont High. Yeah. Larchmont High. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it's like this all girls school, but it was funny because an all girls school. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Cause also I took, I took all my classes, um, when I was in an all girls school, I showed up to some UCB 201 and like a, oh, little, you took all your a skirt and a polo. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're definitely going to jump into that. <laughs> okay. First, let's uh, let's talk about great. Yeah, so, so loving my neighborhood. Um, yeah. It's kind. it's like near Hancock Park where all those big fancy houses are. And I that's where I want to live. Literally, my favorite thing in the world to do is just like go on long walks mm-hmm. around there. Sometimes I like to play. Um, like fuck Mary kill with the houses because yeah. they're so big and pretty. Yeah, some of them you just really want to fuck. Oh, exposed brick. You Ooh. know, it's kind of crazy. It's actually kind Get of get that inside me or me inside it. Yeah, I feel like it would be pretty brutal to have it inside of me, but I'll go inside it. The charisma though of yeah. a of an exposed brick. But yeah, yeah, what about you? How long have you lived here? I've lived here for about a little over two years now. Um, I used to live not too far away. Like whenever I'm pretty sure a lot of people do this. So this is maybe relatable, but like 
<laughs> Let's uh, see. When I look for places to live, I'm always like, well, what's close to UCB? What's close <laughs> to the pack? What's close to the training center? You're like, I need to be equidistant to all of my comedy exactly. pursuits. And um, previously when there was the training center in Sunset, I lived like half, exactly halfway. I like mapped it. I was like, oh, great. If I need to go to Sunset, it's exactly, you know, like five minutes. If I want to go to Franklin, it's exactly five minutes. And then when they shut down, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a little closer to Franklin, yeah. a little closer to uh, like Theodore Row, you know? So funny because I feel like for other people, it's like the beach. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Grocery stores. Yeah, like fun strips of, well. Where do my friends live? Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It's funny. I feel very nostalgic in my in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I like being center in LA because you never know what, what like where you have to take a meeting, where you have to like go do a mm-hmm. class or a performance. Mm-hmm. Like the once in the blue moon that I do stand up, it's like, oh, it's on the it's on the west side or it's uh, far the yeah. other way. It's like nice to be centered. So you kind of get around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had that same impression or the same idea when I first moved to LA. This was years ago. You were probably just a baby. It's 2013. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was I was a baby. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I moved to Koreatown. I was like, oh, this is perfect because it's right in the middle. But then what I didn't realize is that like everyone goes through the middle. Yeah, so well, parking is so horrible. Parking was horrible. So yeah, now that I've you know, I, I think what you have to like realize. I think people realize after like the first couple of months in LA, it's like, oh, you're not going to do all of LA. So you have to just pick no what you what you do want to do and just yeah. stick to it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's and funny. say bye bye to the rest. I've never been to the beach since I've lived here. Wow. See, my reason for not going to the beach is because I truly sunburn in a way that is like horrific. Mm-hmm. but I'm a little fish. David, I'm a little fish. I'm a really good swimmer. You're a great swimmer. I'm a really good swimmer. Uh, summer camps or? <laughs> summer camp. I, when I was like- in, with the pool? Yeah, a little, little, little fishy girl. Like I went to the, it's like growing up, like this means nothing, but it was like the junior Olympics for swimming. But I, I don't, it's not re- like really that caliber of a thing, but like I was a good little swimmer. But then I started just getting- I just, the beat, and I even did junior lifeguards at the beach. You were a lifeguard. I think we talked about this. I was a lifeguard. Yeah. yeah. And that's right. We joked about you putting on a lot of a sunscreen. A lot of sunscreen. I, my, I used to, you know, you know, it's you like. ear tan lines. Well, it's like, literally it was like, I would do this summer camp and it was like pool swimming, all that stuff. I had a swim cap on and goggles, but my ears were burning so bad that my dad put a bucket hat on me. So there are photos of me just like lap swimming with a bucket hat on over. But that's good. That's sun protection. That's sun protection. And this was back in the day before they had earmuffs for yes swimmers. before they had earmuffs for swimmers my yeah. god that was revelatory when they when uh speedo came game out with that changer game changer um so uh babe motel i got a chance chance to catch your uh, sketch show at the elysian yes. a couple weeks ago yeah so fun hilarious thank you how would you rate it out of five stars i had to give it out of five stars uh can i have a seven star <laughs> <laughs> you can. okay i give it seven out of five a perfect score you were you were in the front row too which was really nice <laughs> I, I there was a moment yeah because here's the thing whenever i go to comedy shows and like those theaters if you've never been they're like tiny teeny tiny tiny you know so if you're not sitting in the very front you might miss some things you know totally well and you know what's funny is there's like that one part in it when like the three of us get on our stomachs mm-hmm. and we're like right on the edge of the stage, yeah. like da, 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 whatever. And it's really funny because it, I'm like a face away from whoever's in the front row. Yeah. I was and... going to say, I think we made eye contact. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like, I did not mean to 
<laughs> distract you or whatever. No, you made me so focused. Good. Yeah. I was just like, stay in it. Yeah. Be yeah. Present. Say it. Be present. <laughs> I'm not here. In the moment. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, a really impressive hour of sketch, which is something that you don't see a lot of people do. You see the pros do. Guys, I've timed SNL without the commercial breaks. They do about 40 minutes. So. Oh, oh, so I beat oh, SNL. That, that's what I'm trying to say. You <laughs> beat SNL. Whoa. <laughs> How old am I? And I already beat SNL. That's and time crazy. out. SNL, how many cast members and how many how many people are in the Babe Motel? The overlap is not there yet. Three. The answer is three. Oh, three. <laughs> Whoa. Because I'm sorry. saying that there's like a cast oh. of like seven or eight. Yes. I don't even know how big SNL is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a cast of three only. So it's like you're in every sketch. So. Oh, no, exactly. Well, you know what's. Comendable. Yeah. Well, but you know what's nice is like this was our first time ever doing. A full hour so it's it's Baymond Hall's just it's a me and two other people Kel Kripe and Haley Steele and we do sketch together in the past like for the past two years and like we've been doing variety shows so it's mm -hmm. kind of you know we have a fun name and theme or whatever and we do a sketch and then stand up like a guest stand up and then a different sketch and stand up you know like that and uh kind of like a standard sketch show with like you know stand up guests in between or whatever but this was our first time we've done like a whole year of those shows at the Elysian so it was the first time for us being like okay if we sucked out the ooh, not oh I was like that's a weird off. verb yeah 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 sorry well, um, yeah, whoa yeah. sorry I got even weirder. Uh, yeah <laughs> But no, like if we pull out, pull out. Pull out, I'm like, everything sounds gross. Um, what if you just say that remove, you if I removed the stand up acts, if we did um, and it was just 60 minutes of just our our sketch group, uh, you know, doing sketches. And it was really fun to find kind of this bridging of a bit of a narrative going through it, but not pushing it too much. Like, it, I hope it still felt like a sketch show. Like we keep coming back to that yeah. dinner table, you know, and it's like, even in those little worlds at the restaurant, it's like, oh, it's like a funny sketch about this. And then it's like, and then we pop out of yeah. it or like whatever. Yeah, definitely. It's very um, reminiscent of, did you ever watch the old uh, UCB sketch show? Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, you, I mean, like I watch a lot. I love sketch. I watch a lot of sketch. You can definitely yeah, see yeah. where some in inspiration is. Or, well, especially like we, even when we were brainstorming, um, I remember Haley was like, oh, like I did this one improv show and it was like, we were in a parking lot and then we like, remember the time or whatever. And then you cut to and the I time. Even said, I like, and then you keep like, coming back to the front. Like, Y'all did a pretty flower. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Boom, boom, boom. So it all connects. It's pretty all... flower. Yeah. But it's, it's or kind... Spokane. If you're from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Or Spokane. If you're from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it was just extremely gratifying. It's the craziest thing to feel like I found creative collaborators that like listen to me. I think that's a huge thing of like growing up, going to an all girls high school, doing a lot of comedy with people that were older with, than me, a lot of men feeling like I couldn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> if you, uh, and then also in college, you know, like sometimes I feeling like, my voice like I and you know you know me I'm chatty 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 oh, I know you she chatty 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 chatty, chatty, chatty. chatty. not chatty Kathy chatty Avery chatty Avery and but picture me like in my in my origins of coming up or whatever it's like so timid and afraid and talked over and like not feel you know mm. and maneuvering that and finding a way to be confident and so now being in a group where it's like oh my god we can hear each other <laughs> We all get to talk. 
oh my god everybody everybody's words are valuable that's crazy um you found so your voice funny. yeah yeah that's and great. and and not only found my voice but i found four ears that will listen to me because wow. two people have four ears did the math that's keep up keep up in case you're keeping keep score at home that is four ears two, two mouths, people two people how many fingers oh uh, honey that's 20 so there you go. How many strands of hair? <laughs> could never count. I could, could never, never count. count. So you could spend all life counting those strands of hairs, or or you could do improv. You could do improv and comedy. That's right. Uh, all right, great. We're gonna go ahead and uh, pick it up with our first segment now. This is uh, improv syndrome. You're a fan, so you know exactly what improv syndrome is about, right? Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk about your improv journey. So I'm really curious to hear this. Uh, we already touched upon it. Got some foreshadowing early some on. Foreshadowing. But tell us, tell us about your comedy journey. I want to hear about, you know, pre, mm. even pre UCB, like a uh, uh, funny kid. What do you think? I think uh, babysitters were always like, put on a little show for me. Yeah. No. So I, yes, always Im- immediately fresh, a little ham, a little silly goose immediately and I to the way where like me and my older sister so I have an older sister and she's an actor herself and but when we were little I'm Jewish and we would put on little skits or sketches or plays every um high holiday Mm -hmm. or like anytime there's a holiday and I remember being like like Moses but he was like had a New Jersey accent you know it's like in like me six six years old you know so um who got who into it were was it uh, your sister that was more performative and like, you got to be my co-star or was it you? Like, I have this one idea. You know, I think she was like the director. Mm. She was like, and I was just like, da, 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 put me anywhere. Da, 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 mm. Having fun. There's like a really funny um video, like a whole movie thing of her, like talking and me, like just like really eager next to her. Like she's like presenting, like beginning the beginning of the play. And you just wanted to, and I'm just, I want to, and I like try to reach for the book in her hand. Mm -hmm. And she just like is swatting my hand away. But just like that, I think I've always had a lot of enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. a lot of excitement. I think I've always had a natural read of people. I think, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I eventually found my way into writing, but yeah. So I have this other memory of like elementary school. I think like maybe, maybe it could, it might be, it's like first grade or something. And I remember it was like a, an assembly in front of the whole school. And I, we were doing improv and it was like learning improv. So it's like first grade, right? Like, you know, like short form, little things, whatever. And um, I, I remember I dressed up in my mom's like bike, biker, like, shirt and like like a like cycling mm-hmm. um and her whole outfit and I remember I was like I was Helga and I put on like an accent and I was like I was a trainer and I was like but I was this little first grader and I had this confidence to be able to do it in front of the whole school you're playing like little characters a little character yeah and I remember there's something so specific about Helga and then and then just very naturally like my family was my parents have always been extremely supportive and nurturing of my sense of humor and just like Mm -hmm. being interested in being creative and my family's full of storytellers Mm -hmm. like my mom was a journalist and my my dad's grandma she wrote children's books and Mm -hmm. like 
my dad, he, he was an English teacher before now he's like kind of a producer, but he, um, yeah, is just like always around me. And then basically when I got to high school, I started just, um, you know, I did a lot of theater. So, uh, uh, at this time, were you conscious of like, like comedy or was it just all acting? Cause I think like for me, and I think for most people, they don't know the difference between like comedy, drama, horror, action. They're just like, I just want to do acting. And it's kind of yeah. a big umbrella. You know, I would credit my parents for this. It was definitely, I was always like comedy. Mm. It was always comedy. Like my parents, they would, I, I really clearly remember watching SNL on Sunday mornings and my dad like pausing after a sketch and us talking through it. Like he really? like, well, he just loved, he like, because- you watch it on Hulu? <laughs> no, no. Sunday mornings. It's like recorded it. Dang, on that DVR action. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because even he was like, it's too late. It's too late. Well, because I was too young to stay up because yeah. I'm like 11 or 12 or something. Yeah. And plus you can fast forward through the commercials. Oh, <laughs> exactly. I I think we're all on the same page. Hate a commercial. Hate a commercial. <laughs> um, no, but always very, very supportive. So then it was like. You guys would watch like Dick in the Box. Like, not Avery, what was that about? Yeah, no, no, but What's like. the game of the scene? Yeah, no, he's. So what's kind of funny about it? No. And then he also like, but, it, but they would also like, I remember when I, there was one, there was like a, sometime I was like sick for two weeks and really sick. And my grandma brought me Mary Tyler Moore. And I watched all of that. Mm. And I'm like, and, you know, I grew up watching. Uh, you know, The Office and 30 Rock is my favorite and watching that like live late night. What is that? It was like Wednesday nights or something. I forget, but Thursday or Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and so just really like and people started it was the thing of where it's like people started gifts. You oh, know, Avery, on, she's funny. Or, you know, no, but like being like, oh, I'm going to give her bossy pants. Right. I'm going to give her like all the books. And I remember there's just something funny of like, I, I I have this realization more recently, but like when, you know, you grow up reading all of those autobiographies of funny, funny people and you kind of look at it and you go, wow, there are 60 different pathways. Like, which path am I going to choose to do? And it's like, I, I realized I was like, oh my God, you fucking idiot. You're pathway 61. Like, that's what it's getting at. You like, figure read, that out you know, at age... 2016 yeah six, at age 16 you I was so when, when was this no I think it was like in college so like I must have been 20 or something but yeah. I remember really thinking about it because I was like because it's that's that time right where it's like you're prepping and you're like oh how am I gonna like leave school and how am I gonna do mm -hmm. everything I've ever wanted or whatever and it's like as as my, and I'm somebody who's like give me a plan. Like I'll do, I'll do the stuff. Like, you know, I'm, I also, I'm a big person who's like, I love a trillion balls in the air. Like, you mm -hmm. know, we're, you know, you need a million no's to finally get your yes. So I'm constantly doing things uh, like desperate for my no's until, you know. Oh, I you're out there to. hitting those no's. It's hard. It's yeah. really hard. But, um, but, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was, oh, this was kind of funny. Oh, but basically though, in high school, I started, you know, where they do, you know, uh, uh, the Herald experience or whatever. I haven't. Yeah. I LA haven't, Burbank, LA Connection Theater in Burbank. Yeah, in Burbank. So I went there when I was 14 mm. and that was like, and I did that for two, two years. You did the improv there? I did improv there. And so it was like so funny and it was like short form and it was just like, it was just like kind of random, but it was like, that was my first and everybody was like much older than me. Yeah. I kind of want to ask about that. So like you were, <laughs> you mentioned in high school, so like, you know, 
14 to yeah. 17. Yeah, exactly. So why why what made you want even want to try improv when you have high school theater or you have, you know, well, you know, I mean, it, just high school going on, I think, is a big. No, I know. Now. Well, no, I mean, and again, like I did like a, all of high school theater. I did also like their like Shakespeare monologue competition. I was like little Shakespeare girl, too. Um, oh, we got a little uh, Shakespeare. Girl yeah, there. I won. Thou. Thou shalt not pass. But yeah, basically, though, I. I think it was like my family, like I, I really loved making people laugh. Like my roles that I had the most fun in were making people laugh. Mm -hmm. I, I, I remember I took like a teen class at Groundlings for like, and, um, with Corey Padell and then I took one with like Jimmy Fowley yeah. or whatever. And, and am I guessing then that your parents, like they grew up here, they know that there are resources. So they know that this little funny daughter and they're like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's like, oh, okay well, I don't want to deal with it. So let's put you in some classes. Well, definitely. And I think, I think it was like, after school. Yeah. Yeah. Or like one, I think it was like a spring break thing that I did. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely like, it wasn't like they were, uh, it wasn't like I ever, you know, tried child acting. It wasn't that it was them nurturing this, like she really likes comedy. And so it's like, I just started going for it. And I remember mm -hmm. it was like, I auditioned, at LA Comedy Connection and like I could have gone in the teen group but then he was like oh you can go in the adult group or whatever and I think and so then I started doing that so and this was like friends. an audition to like see what level you would take yeah it was at. like a group big audition yeah. of like everybody going up and there are people of all ages and he and was you, like you can choose and I decided to do just the adult track of it and interesting just, and then and then it was like when I when I turned 16 was when I did UCB. Well, before we jump into UCB, yeah. why did you choose to take it with adults? I think I always was just like, I'm taking this seriously. Like, okay. like you know, and like, because he was so you, like... You, you, you don't want to make friends for the weekends of birthday parties. You wanted to like hone your voice. I wanted to hone... I Like, I was like... Yeah, and also the fact that he was like offering that. I was like, yeah. oh, he... You know, he's like, you know, you could do the teen one on on the weekend, but I think you you could honestly thrive. Like it was like Monday nights, um, you know, after school. Like it was so funny. Afterwards, people would be like, "You guys want to go to the bar?" And I'd be like, "I have a chem test in the morning." Um, yeah, that must have been interesting to have. What I'm guessing are like thirty year olds interact with a bunch of or well, not a bunch of one. People are really creepy. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, say that again. For the people in the back. No, but it was definitely, people are real creepy. People are creepy. Well, I mean, literally like, yeah, whatever. I won't get into it here, but so crazy. But it's very interesting. Well, I remember also like I've been told different times to the two things, which is like, don't tell anybody your age. Like, just like, don't ever talk about the topic of age. Just be like, pretend like whatever. Because the second they find out, they're going to just like be like, oh, you're, mm. you know, what are you doing here? Which speaking of, I went to. I remember going to an open mic when I was like junior in high school, something like that. And um, in LA and I went up and then I went back down and a new guy came up and he was like, what's the, what's the teenage girl doing? Or like, it was like, try again. It was like something that was like kind of rude yeah. and it was a room only of men. Yeah. And, but then I went back the next like two weeks later and I did great. And did your parents accompany you? No, no. What did you, you had a car driver's license driving out to yourself by yourself to open mics. 
Yeah. No. So where did you find that courage? I'm because I can only imagine like it's already tough enough as it is for me, an adult man. But to now realize for a woman and someone who's underage at that, how do you, you know, find like the the, the motivation to keep going after what I'm guessing is like a lot of negative, negative. Yeah. Negative well, okay. well, this is what I'll really I I genuinely think this is the key to like the reason why I just so threw myself out there was because my parents really raised me on this philosophy of failure. Oh my God, fail, fail, fall down, get back up, fall mm. down, get back up. Like the Samuel Beckett quote, try, fail, try again, fail better. So like the philosophy of fail better was like huge in my home. So I remember my dad saying something like, um, like, you know, me, I, I it was my first time doing like stand up, like booked stand up. Um, I think I was junior in high school, whatever. And he was like, Hey, uh, uh, don't come back tonight unless you bomb. I'll lock the doors. And like, 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 I won't let you back in unless you bomb tonight. And it's like, it, what you know, you killed? You just sleep on the lawn? Well, no, 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 no. But it's like, it's like, obviously, you know, he's, he's joking, but it's, yeah. but it's this sense of like, all I want from you is for you to throw yourself at I something see. and it, the result doesn't matter. And set and, the bar at failure that way you never get disappointed. Yeah. And I think it's also, I think it's what got me really comfortable taking big swings. And like the fact that I feel like I've really fallen on my face, like for over a decade, over a decade, right. Like mm -hmm. of like doing comedy at this point and getting back up and knowing that the people closest to me yeah. only be really believe in me. And my, my dad also said, he was like, he's like, um, Avery one in a million jokes lands. Okay. Just keep making jokes. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, that's sweet. And then it's also like, ow. You don't think I'm funny constantly? Maybe your jokes, dad. I'm out here hitting mm -mm, one mm -mm, out of every five, five jokes. jokes. Ex exactly. I'm like one in a million. Like that's a lot. Also, I'm like, you want me saying that many jokes to you? <laughs> like yeah. that's a lot. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I really do think that like getting really comfortable with yeah. that. And like, I think that's a big thing of like, even now, you know, trying to throw myself like whenever I'm really afraid I'm like fucking push through it and just do it yeah and not to say like I didn't grow up like oh cry on my my drive home or something but there was something so I knew it was where I was supposed to be mm -hmm. and and now I'm just so grateful that I did it you know it's like I couldn't have I couldn't have auditioned for Lloyd unless I had taken the classes back then yeah. you know so it's it's kind of interesting and very full circle uh so let's uh jump into uh taking it at ucb what was that? yeah so it was more so like i had grown up always seeing ucb shows yeah. like i like it's so funny because i feel like so many people that i know now or like am knowing now i'm like i really did like i saw you from afar many times but mm -hmm. i was like a minor <laughs> and nobody <laughs> like realized but i was i was just i yeah, was at the sunset you walked around in a trench coat, sunglasses, and a yeah, hat. Yeah, and there was a little boy. I was, I was, I was uh, on his shoulders. So everyone thought, like, oh, this is an adult. Yeah, this is an adult woman. Yeah, but no, it was crazy. And like, yeah, so I just I lived at Sunset and Franklin, mm -hmm. and like, so when I I remember asking, like, oh, is there like an age limit that can, um, you know, be a part of taking classes or whatever? But so I started taking classes there, and. I, you know, well, I also like never, th this is something funny too, in terms of age of like where 
I'm not, you know, I don't bring it up, but then it's like the one time, like I've been taking, like, say it, it was 101 or something. And I, I had done four or five classes and, you know, it's the sixth one. We know you have this rapport with everybody. And then it was like the sixth one. And like, I didn't have time to change after school. So it's like, I walk in with my, my skirt and polo and they're all like, who are you? Like, like the, them perceiving me, like I was like in my twenties, like as their peer or something. Yeah. And then suddenly being like, were you in school? Yeah. And I was, but not that that's crazy, but it was just kind of funny. And also well, that she was, well, also school. that's the creepy, that's where creepiness comes in, where it's like the, like suddenly like the guys be like, wait, how old are you? Like, because also people are obsessed. I mean, with starting a scene with any woman and being like, honey, suck my dick lately or not that but like you know what I mean where like like where and I'm like and secretly in my head I'm like what is that what does that even look like yeah um um no totally now I know <laughs> oh yeah men are I know so real what and they totally can't help but sexualize women um but yeah so no and then like I I you know and I would always watch Harold Knight and I would I like was obsessed with like the people and like so that's why it's so crazy now of like oh those people like our coaches to other Harold teams mm-hmm. are like I'm just it's so my like I'm just like go back to being like a almost like a kid you know yeah well because I also couldn't go to the bars after two and so that was a thing where now I get to go to the bars or like I would be snuck in or something but mm-hmm. I couldn't drink you know yeah so yeah uh, uh let's talk about some of these classes uh, obviously uh, a lot of fu- uh, fucked up shit going on there. Yeah, but yeah, but, but also fun, you know. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also fun, you know, like the fucked up stuff. That's fun. Yeah, but uh, you know, can't I don't want I don't I don't want to like skirt over and minimize. Like those are very real experiences that happen to again just adults, you know. So that had to happen to a young person. That kind of I feel like that might maybe like make you grow up quick. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely interesting to be like, oh, I've been like strangely actively like doing like improv and comedy for like, yeah, like 11, 12 years or something. 11, 12 years, just every day, button up your shirt. Every day, button up my suit and tie. And I say, yes. And And. Um, no. Yeah. But where it's like, oh, I I have like been doing this for a while where like, even if I feel, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm, it's kind of funny. Like when we walked in, you know, to that first Harold orientation or whatever and being so deeply intimidated and, and really scared and feeling like everybody's all these people and, and suddenly like shrinking back and feeling like I'm a baby. And like, it was funny the, after our first show and we were at the bar, I remember I was like, I feel like I'm in my uniform. Oh my God. Like, I feel like I'm 16. Like I, and I feel like everybody and, and, but I think nostalgia. well, but it's not like a, like a, nostalgia of like like a not fear but like a nostalgia that's like oh, oh you mean you felt like vulnerable I, like, like a child yeah again? yeah yeah oh, like wow. where where I was like everybody must think I'm everybody must like the way it used to be where it's like everybody must be like what is she doing here like you showed up without the bottom half of your trench coat now yeah yeah exactly exactly (laughs) but no but so but then I realized I was like really in my head and I was like nobody knows that I like like nobody is like oh she's 
I, I don't know. And everything's fine. Everything is good. Yeah. I forget what I was saying. No, I, I think <laughs> I kind of understand it. It's kind of nice that like you kind of in the past probably felt a lot of feelings of like not belonging or feeling unwanted or, or whatever, because you they were, didn't like I was there. They didn't. Well, they, yeah, you were like other than a way that most people are not used to, which is, you know, you're, you know, to use like crude terms, you were like a kid at the adults table, right? At the grown right. table in a way, right? Not to say you didn't belong there, not to say you weren't capable of keeping up, but most people just, you know, for whatever reason would probably look down upon you as being a- uh, Yeah, like, oh- the, She you, doesn't pay taxes. Yeah, or ju- it's just like, oh, doesn't she have such a far way to go? Like, like, mm-hmm. like, oh, you really want to be like, oh, you're going to do a set with a- like, you know, and, but the, the, you know, it's like, and then I, you know, I get to perform and I kind of mm-hmm. prove myself in that a little bit. And, and like, then like now you're on now stage I, and, I'm a, and yeah. of course you can't help but have like yeah. flashbacks of like, I feel like that little kid at the bar again. Ex- exactly. And I think, but the, you can drink now. I can drink. No, exactly. So I'm like the second I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, uh, everybody thinks I'm like stupid and young and like what am I doing here and then I was like I get a oh fat wait tire. yeah yeah I'm like oh like let's <laughs> go crazy um yeah I and uh, that's interesting. Uh, all right so you uh were taking UCB during high school yeah and uh, then so I wound up going to Chapman University so, so uh before we oh, jump yeah. into that you you uh finished for one so what was that like maybe se- did it line up with senior year 401 I actually took um it was my it was my freshman year of college it was like one of the it was like a it was like when I came home for winter or it, I forget what it was or it was like a summer or something yeah. um so you finished UCB like, I was like 19 18. you were already in college so it was not you were not kind of able to I to never do got the whole to- post UCB life no and that's the thing too where it's like people are like oh like didn't you like oh uh, get a coach with your, with your 401 team or like, didn't, you know, I never did indie teams. I never felt like I was really a part of the UCB community during the curriculum stage. I felt like I was kind of a ghost that was like seeing every show, like watching everything. You know, I, I mean, I had, I had my friend, left few friends, but I didn't really get to like sink my teeth into the world of it. And like, that was the thing too, where it's like, when it, died I was like oh I never got to do I, I was I would have just wanted to graduate and then I wanted to drive <laughs> for Harold whatever but um but I so yeah like but but then I went to school I went to Chapman and I studied in Orange California in Orange yeah where which David is from close to close to is where David is close to from and I studied TV writing and production there in their in their dodge in their film school and when I was at Chapman two things I did improv there and I got on that team first semester my freshman year not to be crazy but like a hundred people auditioned and they took like three people not to be crazy but I want to ask you more about this improv program was it a school was it a club how did this work club was an improv club L-U-B. And they did long form? <laughs> they did long form. They worshipped the UCB manual. And the way, I guess, because uh, uh, I didn't have an improv club. I don't know even how improv clubs work. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 like normally you take classes and then you get to be a part of the community. Is this like a community where it's like you kind of already come in trained? Yeah. Well, no. So it's So it's college, right? So it's like they, it was a team of like 12 to 15 people people kids whatever um 
And we practiced Sunday nights and Monday nights mm-hmm. every single week. But you had to audition to be in this club? You had to audition. Yeah. So it was like they held big auditions in this big, big lecture hall because the, the team. Is this like Pitch Perfect? Literally Pitch Perfect vibes, except for the fact that it wasn't that <laughs> no no because like, literally exactly that but except that yeah. it wasn't that but okay well then I, I i do have questions about this wait no be, well because this is crazy okay because i don't okay, wanna... sorry we don't want to talk no, about no, Chapman's no 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 it was just funny because like it's like for college improv like we would like have 400 drunk kids in these this huge lecture hall yeah and so we got to perform like I got to perform like twice a month in front of like 400 people doing improv, which I will never do again. Right. Cause that it was like an insane experience. Was like, the ticket? It was free. It was free. Yeah. You know, it's like, it was like Thursday nights, uh, twice a month. And it was like a big thing on campus. Like it was part of the culture of yeah. like it for like the improv was cool. And there was no football team or like there was a football team, but nobody cared about football. Like yeah. it, and again, like there was a big film school there. So it was like, you know, the cre- creative creativity, whatever. But um, so I did that. But you know, what was really funny is like, I remember being you know, I had done all this UCB stuff. I like was so yeah. entrenched. I was, but again, I was, I was in the throes of like learning how to speak up for my, like, like, like I wanted, I want, I was like, I was myself, but I was buried under like the weight of like other people perceiving me and like being able to speak and all these things. And my, I remember the beginning of my time on that team though, I was like silent, so afraid like I remember texting Kel and Kel's on Babe Motel with me. And so we both were on that improv team together. So this was your teammate at the time. Yeah. So we were both doing, yeah. So they were like, are one, you Kel same year? They're one year older than me. Okay. So they kind of, at that point, I was like, so they did I'm, it the year before. Yeah. So they had gotten on the year before. And like, I was like, I'm so scared. Like, cause the reality is like, I just cared so much. Like I was getting on this improv team was like even cool, like better than being at college. Like it was just so exciting. I was doing everything, you know, it was my version of the, of my indie team, like, you know, outside of the UCB, it was like me getting to like collaborate and perform, but it was also me being like really scared. And I had to learn to fail in this environment where I cared a lot about the peers. Cause it was also this thing of remember all girls high school, suddenly I'm around co-ed men, my age, not 30 year old men men boys my age yeah that's that is crazy is it not when you have to perform in front of um someone cute boys that you like just had I was like so I couldn't figure out how to get out of my own head and then by the end of it I so then this other element I just really wanted to say of chat at Chapman was um me and my other friend Graham we founded the school's first satire paper there and it was very like, if I'm not writing for the Harvard Lampoon, I'm making my own. And you created the Chapman chuckle. Yeah. Well, the, the Chapman kumquat. And it was because town of orange. Okay. Cuter and smaller. Yeah. Silly. Um, but it still exists there. And it yeah. still like is plastered all over the walls like once a month. And like, so that, that like my, my little legacy there of like comedy and writing and getting to be like editor in chief of that paper. So that was really my college years of like, okay, I was doing improv I'm and writing. And that was when I really shifted between like, oh, like my performer self and really getting into writing where yeah. I'm like, I want to be a TV writer. Like I, 
because that was the thing. So like when I left school, I was like, this was a uh, uh, creative writing or screenwriting major. It was TV writing and production. So it was extremely specific. And um, again, one thing I really liked about that school is, again, I said earlier, like I really care about respect and, and mutual respect, especially on set or like in any environment. And I really liked that the curriculum there was you take every type of class. Like I had to take a sound class, learn how to do the boom pole, even though I wanted to write TV comedy, you know, and like having to like learn and know everything just speaks to you being able to do your thing even better or whatever. But so I left and I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Yes. I've performed my entire life. And I'm like, did so much theater. And I'm like, I love acting and I love all that stuff. But I was like, I'm a writer. It seems like insane to like be an actor or to like really try to be a performer yeah so you know I I had these like half ideas of what post-college would look like and obviously like pandemic hit and yeah moved home and then you know I was like okay I'm gonna be writer forward and do that pursuit and that thing and I you know I was a writer's assistant and doing and the grind and and my, my scripts were doing good and all these things, but I missed my performer self. But I kind of told myself like, I'm a writer. And when the performer is a, like happens, like it'll happen when it should of like, you know, kind of, you know, if I need to, you know, it'll like, oh, how great would it be to be like, oh, oh, I get to be in a writer's room and I could be a bit part or something or, you know, like that kind of thing. But I, I was, I feel so I'm like it's surreal to me and I'm so grateful that like I'm I'm performing I'm fully a performer and I'm not just hiding behind the writer title like I thought I I would be doing right now yeah so when you get back after college uh uh, you had met Kel at that point were you doing sketch were you doing uh improv with them or what was going on you know, we were doing kind of, we were doing like in the pandemic or like not, you know, we were, Kel and I, we did some improv with some of the people from our, from our improv team at Chapman uh, in someone's like backyard, you know, we were just like having fun, kind of like missing that nostalgia, but not like anything again, like I'm not thinking I'm performing. It's not like there's, I'm there, no audience, no, nothing yeah. of that. Like, um, but then it was funny, basically Kel, um, kind of introduced me to to Haley who was doing stand up and stuff and we we decided we there were like actually like six of us and we decided we wanted to write like a scripted podcast actually and it was like comedy whatever but then like one day um it's very everybody else of you. <laughs> sorry um but then everybody uh, uh didn't else didn't come and it was just Kel Haley and I and we were like mm, like oh want to film like a silly tiktok like like little sketch whatever and we put it on Kel's account and it went like but like in you know like but that's crazy like I had never ever experienced something getting like a million something like what that's crazy and so we were kind of like ha 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 should we keep being silly together Mm -hmm. and then we just kept really like earnestly like oh let's make these like silly tiktok sketches Mm -hmm. and but we were like really like writing together and fostering a voice together and then somebody reached out um my good friend now like uh xavier he was like oh uh would you guys like through our like babe mattel like uh 
TikTok thing. He was like, oh, like, would you be interested in doing like a live show like at the Lyric Hyperion or whatever? And we were like, had never written, um, we had never done anything live. And so we wrote our first sketch and it was, I kid you not, it was 20 pages long. <laughs> and it was like, oh, uh, it was like a pilot. Like it, it's a one act play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. But then we cut it down and we did like, you know, we had, we had a eight minute set. But we um, did it. And so that way, it, it's so funny because he's one of our good friends now, but he gave us our first shot. And then we just started, wow, this is so fun. Like, and I honestly, again, I had never thought I would do the sketch route. I never took, like, again, I took all of this improv stuff growing up, never took a sketch class. Um, not that it didn't interest me, but I was just, I really loved improv. And like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's my performer and writer on its feet. Yeah. But so, so yeah, just really being creative with both of them and feeling like I've found my voice at this point and they're hearing me and not to say it's amazing and perfect all the time, you know, any collaboration, you have to like figure it out with each other. But at this point we've had, like, we've overcome different conflicts and we've just really leaned into each other. And I don't know, I, a bit of feedback that people often give us is like, Oh, like it, I can just see how much fun you guys are having on stage. And I think that I've realized the ticket is like joy, mm -hmm. you know, and like real, real joy. And I, so that's, I'm just so grateful to be performing with them. But yeah. yeah. But again, like, I didn't think I would be doing so much sketch, but now I'm like, Oh, I'm like in a little sketch group, little but now, you know, a little sketch person, but I, but that's why I feel then it was like, I, so I'm doing all this sketch. I haven't done improv since college improv I you know I, I didn't do anything on zoom I wasn't doing all that stuff I know so many people were doing all that stuff I was just like turn I turn when the pandemic hit I was just I'm like I'm gonna be a writer I'm gonna do all this stuff I'm not gonna per and then I started doing the sketch stuff and I'm throwing myself in that and it feels amazing to be performing and to be received and yeah. then uh something I want to speak to and you kind of mentioned I, I that this is kind of really why I want to have this segment and talk about imposter syndrome and all that stuff it was just like you mentioned that like I wasn't doing Zoom or I wasn't, uh, 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 you know, doing any teams out here. But like, I don't think that matters because what you were doing all counts. Everything adds up to it. Like doing sketch, especially doing live sketch, you're on stage and you know how to get laughs and you know how to stand and all that stuff. That all contributes to it. You've done improv in the past. That all contributes to it. And then more importantly, like just your, your, your life story of like knowing how to listen and knowing, like you mentioned, not to like, speak over anybody or, or, or rob anybody of their ideas like that's all that's all the stuff that goes into this you know I don't care if you've taken a million class you take one class it's like you can do improv if you're a like an open person that's able to like receive ideas yeah. and to help people build those ideas totally that's what's so fun like mm -hmm. and that's what I'm like loving doing it again is just like the volleying you know mm -hmm. when you're like hitting back and forth and you're on the exact same wavelength like my favorite thing yeah. is 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 like this uh, my favorite thing is like this part of improv where every single person on the team is up here this is their group mind and they're all on the same page mm -hmm. invisibly like linked like that's my favorite thing yeah and, and again you, you you've gotten that from doing your uh time uh in improv you've gotten that from doing writing you've gotten that from you mentioned how all the did you use the word trials and tribulations or am I using the word trials and tribulations? You you are using those words, but okay. I would I would use You mentioned them something about Babe Hotel. You said that there was some oh, oh, just, struggles. Oh, I said I said I said natural conflicts, you know. That's like, what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Where that's it's, the same thing. That's just like, okay, let me just also when you overcome no, no, but also when you overcome or like actually like 
acknowledge something or like figure stuff out and take the time instead of like walking away, you're the closeness that you cut like, yeah, that invisible string is going to be like even more like the it's crazy how close we are and how like we really like understand each other, but it comes from well, I think this, well, you know, I did it or like, I like, I remember we went to New York twice last year. And like, I remember one of the times I was just crying. I was crying in, in New- but you know what? I love to cry in New York. So I'm at a New York is for criers. But basically I remember summer of 2018, I had just gone through my first big breakup, heartbreak, heart ripped out of my chest. I'm in New York, Del Close Marathon. I having like a panic attack on the street between going to a different show like crying because I just like I kind of like saw I saw my ex as he happened to be in all this different things and then guess who walked past me Jason Manzoukas and I was like yeah I was like I was like fuck like I was like I was immediate you know what I mean like that was that to me I was just like okay like shake it off girl you know man that's awesome if all of my breakups were immediately like, capped by running into Jason Manasukas, I'd be a happy man. Or him just walking past me, really. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. That's my favorite improviser of all time. Oh. He's my goat. Uh, I love him. Yeah. I also have an issue where I love everyone in the way. <laughs> That's actually not what I mean. I have an issue where I am like in love with. Wait, maybe cut that. Wait, I'm yeah, like, I think I might cut that. Yeah. All right, great. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for sharing uh, your improv journey with us. Yeah. Uh, a long winding road, but uh, I think uh, uh, what's great is that we have all these journeys, like you mentioned, 61 Baskin Robbins flavors. Totally. And we all end up here uh, it, in the same spot. It all ends up with um, Jason Manzoukas walking past you. That's right. That's right. Ooh, what a nice road mm-hmm. to end on. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and join, jump into our uh, next topic now, which is going to be our topic of the week. So this topic is a topic that uh, uh, I had set out to Avery. And the reason why I did, uh, I kind of changed up the, the topics is like, I do feel that I don't think people are going to be li- listening for like specific broad topics. And then they're going to be wanting to listen for like specific things that they can relate to. You know totally. what I mean? So it's just like, uh, 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 the last episode was like networking relationships. Like that's kind of a broad topic. I should have made it maybe more focused on like how do you make friends outside of class or how do you blah blah blah. So for this one, I want to stick to just pre-show rituals. We're not talking practice. We're not talking you know uh, 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 anything else. I want to talk specifically what are our rituals before a show. And let's even get yes. more specific: an improv show, not an a improv sketch show. show. Okay, yes. so uh, uh, lunch. I feel like you've been talking about, I mean, yeah, me yeah, 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 please, please, to you, some water. yeah, yeah, I'm, t- I am talking, I forgot that this goes both ways, huh? Yeah, yeah, conversations, two-way streets, for some reason, I'm just kidding, uh, I have a hot take that I want to start off with in, in terms of the pre, um, show, show rituals. rituals, I know that this is a big one, and this might be bad advice, I know it's bad advice, in fact, don't even listen to this if you don't, <laughs> Uh, uh, agree with me but like I don't Mute. I don't really like warming up before a show and here's my rationale here's my rationale for why I don't like to warm up because it's like uh, I understand like people need to stretch before they work out that's totally that's healthy like you want to make sure your muscles are limber and warm up and there's blood circulating through them before you do something strenuous so you don't get harmed or injured and if that's what a improv warm-up was just stretching I'm on board with that 
my issue with improv warmups though is especially the kinds that like people do like you know like categories or like you know um rhyming exercise or anything like that the ones that cause you to think and get you get in your head i think that's not at that point that is not a warm-up that's not stretching that is like actually psyching yourself out it could be psyching yourself it could be draining of energy mental energy or whatever like my big point and this is different for everybody but like i have my mostly have shows at night you know 9 10 p.m which means i've been thinking my whole day I've been making lists. I've been zip zap zapping myself, you know? I'm already warmed up. So when I show up before a show, I don't really need to get warmed up. If anything, energy, that's all I really need, right? So I could, um, I, I wouldn't mind like catching up. Like, hey, how's your day? That to me, that's stretching. But if you need me to like, hey, five things, give me five things in the trunk of a car. I'm like, that's gonna tire me out before I even get on stage. Hmm. So that's my big thing on warming up. So let me hear what you think about warming up. That's interesting. I... I'm a little bit different than you Mm -hmm. in that, like what I wanted to say in terms of pre-show rituals is I'll be really clear. Like I am an anxious person. I'm like, I get really nervous. I get really in my head before I perform. I've been, you know, we've all heard it. Like that just means you care, right? Like you being nervous, whatever. But because of that, I've got a lot of nervous energy and I usually like it depends. It could click in right before the show or maybe like, I remember before our our first show, like, because, oh, so exciting, whatever. Like, it was like the afternoon. I was getting work, worked up. So it was like, I needed to work out. I needed to, I'm constantly pacing in the green room or like, you know, whatever. And because of that, I'm kind of somebody who, and I'm totally down for this to be like, like everybody's different, but where I'm like, I actually love a categories or, or I like some of them. I agree. Like if it's not going well, like a mind meld or something like whatever, but I like something where I'm like, I can't think about any of the thoughts in my head. All I can think about is, okay, Mm. you said brick. I'm going to say cement. I see. So for you, it's more about kind of like grounding yourself, kind of like focusing your energy the million things that you could be thinking about now. So let me just think about break. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's me. I'm all I'm nerve. And so I'm like, okay, this is an opportunity where all I have to, I have to listen to everybody here, Mm -hmm. which that's prepping me for the mindset of when I'm on stage. Right. I think that's fair. And that's completely like, you know, different experiences, well, different approaches. Totally. So I really uh, uh, appreciate you bringing that up. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. For some people it's a different, it's not about stretching. But yeah, it's not about stretching. For you, that's really just like I just I'm just trying to do like, a lap so I don't have all this nervous no, energy. No, literally, yeah. <laughs> and and maybe it's like everybody else wants to just chill and I do need to just sprint around the block or something. Mm-hmm. But but it's very interesting because I do I get and it it's funny because I I often I feel like the place I feel my the most myself mm-hmm. and the safest is on stage. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of funny where it's like I'm I'm so nervous like stomach churning right before getting on stage when I know every time like that's where I'm going to feel the most like myself but um I think I also I have one pair of socks that I sometimes wear most shows you have a pair of show socks yeah but sometimes lucky socks yeah but I I wear no we don't say one. luck we say destiny remember? we say destiny destiny socks. destiny socks tell me about these socks well okay so they actually are these socks that I, I thought you said they're actually the ones I'm wearing now. They're wearing it right now. No, to me, this isn't a performance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is real. I didn't need destiny today. Um, 
No, they're Tell me like about these socks. They're like these socks that um what's that website where you can just kind of make anything if you upload your own image? Uh uh I know it's like T Public or there's a million of them now, but T Public is one of them. No, but it was like the first time we were making any merch and I was like I uploaded a cartoon that I had drawn and I like was I put them on a pair of socks and I was like that was like our test run of like this website of like self doing it and so I got the socks in the mail and the cartoon was this big splotched all over it so it was just like oh like a pattern check yeah a pattern. pattern of this cartoon and the cartoon was of like a little bird and a little bee and the caption just said let's fuck and great it's kind of funny great political cartoon. so so yeah was so it, was it meant to be the whole thing and they yeah it was meant to center? be yeah it was meant to be just like centered on the side of the sock yeah but in reality i clicked a box that was like um like polka dot effect yeah. of the image or whatever but anyway so i just have that's these so like funny that's, you know i just want to say really quick and <laughs> i know the person doing it was probably like well, that's not right yeah like this <laughs> looks so well no and they can't see anyway. the words you can't even yeah. see really what it but it's just yeah. i know what it is yeah. but so it's a misprint sock so my misprint socks and I also have this thing where I just like I'll wear like any two socks. I just have all my socks in a bin. Yeah. So it's always just I just need one of those socks on my foot. OK, one of them. Yeah, like I don't I don't usually wear like two of oh, the same socks. I see. I hear, I hear. It just is like yeah. I'll just grab one. I just need to make sure I have one of those on. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my pre-show rituals. Yeah. But just because like it's it's something to ground myself. Oh, this is a thing. I'm big, like, again, anxious, neurotic, nervous, whatever. Really? You don't seem like that. No. <laughs> uh, I'm normal, cool, and awesome. But basically, I give myself lots of mantras to calm down. Like, you see me in the green room. I'm kind of, like, giving everybody a pep talk, but it's... It, it's it, for you. It's for me. It's yeah. me giving myself a pep talk, but it's just out loud to everybody. And I'm just like, guys, guys you can't ruin your life in one night mm -hmm. right like oh if i bomb so outside like whatever yeah oh also a big thing i used to say before college improv too is who cares and i say that before babe motel shows too like i'm just like right before i go out i'm like wait a minute who cares oh my god who cares like everything's gonna be fine the worst thing that could possibly happen won't happen and if it did I am a human who knows that I can take care of it and it's like kind of like whatever you know and like the second I flip into that blase like ah, whatever whatever like right before and then I you run out on stage and it's almost like when you go through that little curtain I try like whatever that like wet heavy jacket of feeling I just really try everything in my body to just like rip her off like when you feel the light on your face and you're like who cares who cares I'm having fun and it's like coming back to the joy again like what an opportunity and it could be you know an audience of like one person or hundreds of people and it's like I'm just gonna like have fun like what a gift that we have the opportunity to make people laugh so you're like mentally preparing yourself to like remind yourself of the stakes and yes what you're doing and how it's supposed to be just fun let me ask you about uh uh, uh what do you think about food drink before a show oh i thought you were gonna say as a suggestion never suggest food right that's the rule um food drink before the show uh i, I like to perform sober is that what you mean uh <laughs> I'm like more like uh, blackout uh, drunk i have a teammate who likes to drink coffee before a show even at like 10 p.m uh -huh. uh, me per yeah i actually have realized um because you know what i like 
I don't, a, a lot of other people don't like this. It calms me down to watch the Heralds before ours. So you like to watch a show. I like to watch the two shows beforehand. And usually at that 7 p.m. I'll get a coffee from Gelson's. 7 p.m. coffee. And there's no dinner at that point or there was dinner? Um, I don't know. So full belly, full caffeine. Yeah. Full yeah. mind, full of Heralds. Yeah. Like yeah. Them. And there's something calming to me about watching the Heralds where I'm like, yeah. this, this, I'm watching the formula. I'm enjoying myself, but I'm also like, I can do this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I'll be a little bit gross for a second. Um, I don't like to eat before a Herald. Uh, I'm a burpy guy. I've noticed. I don't know what the deal is with my stomach, but like I eat anything, a sandwich, Cheetos. What's like a non burpy food? Anyways, I will eat that and I will get burpy. So just for the sake of like, not like having to burp as I talk, same thing with my drink. I don't know why I burp so much. I got to get that looked at. Yeah, no, it's probably got like a, little thing in your esophagus vibe yeah yeah there's a little air pocket uh, i gotta get rid of it but like uh uh i don't like to oh i gotta i gotta stay hydrated for sure I yeah, i'm definitely water. not i never eat i'm too anxious honestly to eat before a show like yeah. for it's not good but like for like our big babe hotel shows like sometimes i'll forget to like I, eat, after, eat after yeah eat, eat after totally yeah. eat after so i'll eat on the stomach and then uh uh you see me in the groom i will kind of just start pounding waters oh, yeah. or uh, 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 LaCroix. Totally. Gotta stay hydrated. Can't have dry mouth. That'd be the worst. Feeling. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, I'm very lucky to be able to say this. I know a lot of people don't have the luxury that I have. I nap. Yeah. Before, before the show. I nap a lot, Whoa. which is why I usually don't get to out to the seven. Cause you're sleeping. Cause I'm sleeping after work. So you're like fresh. I'm so fresh. That's probably another reason why I don't like to warm up. Is because like I just woke up. I don't want to do all these exercises. But like, if you can, I know that this is such a luxury. Again, I mostly perform at nine or ten. I just PM. can't sleep. Yeah. Like that. So I like, can't. it is like I just woke up. I should have dinner, but you know what? I gotta go run to the clubhouse or run to UCB to do a show. So a lot of times I'm performing. Mm, just after a nice two-hour sleep. Uh, 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 so if you can, those those are my rituals. I don't really have many rituals. I don't warm up. I don't eat, and I sleep <laughs> before if uh, if I can. And mine are, I like to warm up. I nervously pace and give everybody else a pep talk, mm-hmm. give myself a pep talk, and I wear a lucky sock. All right, last one, last one. Uh, do you do this a lot? The I got your backs. What do you think about that ritual? I love that ritual. Why? Kel and Haley, we do it for each other okay. too. Again, this is a team. We're yeah. a team. And, you know, it's the thing of, you know, the thing of like, oh, don't call yourself ugly like when you're upset because um your brain is going to start to like believe that or like i'm not smart and oh, your brain sure. starts to believe that so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the same way that your brain like your the subconscious is really soaked into it like just saying like i got your back it just mm-hmm. is such especially you like physically always touch them it's like like it's uh it's it's that safety it's that yeah. like it's that last little thing of knowing like we're about to do something and yeah that's my version of like sports it, yeah. it has been improv so. i feel like i'm a little bit of a stinker or like a little bit of a what's it called when they um buzzkill yeah or they always start like they always like yucking my yum no there's like a word for the type of guy that always starts arguments a contrarian i don't want to seem like i'm a contrarian here and now i'm never gonna do it to you <laughs> I, I again i'll say it and i do mean it but like i also believe like hey we've been practicing together for a few months now like you know i have your back and i know you have my back or 
I know you don't have my back and you know I don't have your back. So saying it, I feel like eh, it's just words. It's well, like love, see, right? Well, like love. It's like love. Like I, I, know I need the words of affirmation. You need the words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Because I don't like that's a big thing where it's like it's it's hard for me to like. Even if someone's shown you love for like a year, but you're like, but still say it. I mean, literally like Kel Haley and I, there's just or it's well, it's not even the love part. It's just like the it's a grounding like. It's like taking that collective breath or like counting to 20 yeah, together. Sure. It's like, I like that moment of like, we are intentionally having a clear moment where we're all acknowledging, like, mm-hmm. we're going to go do something. We're going to do it together. Whatever happens, we're with each other. Yeah. That's. Da-da-da-da-da. I think I'm just like a, a grouchy, pout, pessimistic, stoic old man where I'm just like, uh, Gertrude, I know you love me. Stop. Don't make me say it. You know, I love you. And you know? Yeah. And I'm Gertrude being like, oh, come on, Johnny. Just say it one more time. Oh, darn. I got you the gifts and I gave you the access service. You don't need the words. Oh, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I, so again, I, I do it and I do um, appreciate people saying it. I respect that though, honestly. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I've, you, uh, you've shown time and time again that you have my back. So, like, it's, I think for me, it's less taking the words. Like, it's less of like, oh, thank God, like I wasn't sure. Yeah. And, and, and more so just like this, like, conscious, like, connecting of like, you know, in sports, don't they do this thing? Like, go to, like, go to, yeah, like a huddle. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would, I would love to substitute that I got your back with just a high five. High five. All right. We're going to substitute got your rack with high fives. High fives. I got your palms. I got your palms. I got your palms. palms. Uh, All right. Great. Well, thanks so much for discussing our pre-show rituals. Of course. We learned a lot and uh, hopefully you found that helpful. And you gave all the pros and I gave all the negs. So you got to get a little. I will. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, you're pessimistic, but I'm, I'm always in a little optimistic girly guys who cares, right? Who cares? Who cares? Show who cares? emotion. It's okay. Who cares? Say those words. Be Let's vulnerable. You can't ruin your life in one night. Me or can- one podcast. <laughs> oh, no. I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to go ahead and move on to our last segment, which is our hot improv takes. Uh, so this is our opportunity to kind of rant about an improv trend that we like and we want to see more of. We don't like it. We want to see less of. Or something that we think is at a, a really nice level. So would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first? But I have two, one, one and then two. You have two? Yeah. Why don't you go sandwich me then? Okay, okay. Yeah, so go to your first one. Uh, okay, um, hot improv take, laugh on the back wall. I, again, coming back to just people like watching people have fun and have joy. And I think there's nothing wrong with, laughing at something you think your your teammate said while you're watching from the back wall or like or just like facially reacting to it because I think also like you know the audience is picking up on those cues of of when they should be laughing and if you guys are if you're thinking about what you're going to say next like you can also see that and I think just being really present with your team and if you're enjoying yourself too the audience is like tenfold it was you know it's funny my my dad, I keep talking about my dad, my dad, but he came to see a lot of our shows and he was like, you know, Avery, my favorite part was watching you on the back wall, not even like your scenes. Well, he wasn't watching us. He was. He, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's not watching. <laughs> he's never watching you guys. Just watching his little girl. No, but um, no, he's like uh, he was like when you're having fun, 
and again, it's, it's been what the feedback like I've gotten from so many people is, is I love how much fun that is being had. And I think that sometimes people are like, don't break, don't, you know, stay focused, like don't distract back there. You know, you're not distracting by like, just like (laughs) silently, like enjoy your team, Mm -hmm. enjoy each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I even me like I do laugh. And one time I remember, and I, I've, I've, everyone looked at me after, um, because you know how we have the that the wooden panel. Mm-hmm. I forgot what show was, but I started laughing and I slapped the back wall. And then the um, how back I was like, oh, I guess that was too much, <laughs> but it was so funny. Uh, you want to give them the and I, yeah? I don't know. I'm a Oh, I, I am laugh. too. I'm a, I'm a leg hitter yeah. too. And it was just that hollow wall. You know how it echoes? So totally. Like, no, that. Ah, and I was like, oh, oh. yeah, I guess but that's w- fun too. It's like, oh, I laughed so hard that I made up. The wall shakes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. Exactly. Okay. What's your, what's your, uh, so, um, hot improv take. This is the first time I'm doing one of these just right. The amount of tags in a set. Uh, I typically feel like there's some sets where like, oh gosh, they're not tagging. What's the deal with not tagging? You got to take advantage of that support move or they're tagging way too much. I'm like, hey guys, calm down. Let the scene breathe. But I don't know what's been happening lately. I don't know if the teachers have been teaching it well, if the coaches have been noting it well, but there's been the perfect amount of tags. And what I think a perfect amount of tags is, is like three every five minutes. I don't know if that's like, mathematically sound or whatever but if you're doing just three tags every five minutes i feel like that's like the perfect amount one every five minutes is not enough it was like someone tagged and they're like i guess no one else is gonna jump on this or they tag like 16 times in five minutes it's like guys relax it's not you know slow down a bit but three every five minutes that's what i've kind of been seeing i think that's the perfect amount don't tag more don't tag less if it's been three tags Hold on a minute. Let them do their scene. Walk in, walk out, edit the scene or something, but just don't continue to tag. That's my hot improv take. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, I definitely think that um, if you do just like one tag, it it can sometimes feel like, especially from an audience perspective, it's like, oh, what are they doing? But I I like a cluster of tags. And I'm tag al- run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm also somebody who's like, oh, and, and like one herald, like, oh, you could have like one to two different tag runs in the course of the whole thing. Yeah. And you know. even speaking of the Herald, like when we were all on board on this zero tagging in the first beats. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's why that kind of buys you. That's not the average. That's where the average comes in. Yeah, like, totally. You probably didn't get to do any tags for the first eight to 10 minutes. But have means, fun with that group game. Too. Yeah. Tag in the group game, tag in the second beats, blah, blah. But then if all three of them, exactly. If all three of the second beats look the same where it's tag run, edit, tag run, edit, tag run, edit. Everyone's just like, Y'all forget how to walk on or y'all forget how to like live in it. So literally great example. Thanks for bringing that math in there. Of course. Yeah. Now we're ready for hot take number two. Yeah. It's my final one. Okay. Hot improv take. There's literally nothing cooler or more confident than when you open and close a door without going through it. When you just go like, when you just do this shit, slam that's so fucking cool i love that shit it's like makes it's like oh my god the character they were just playing disappeared into vapor and now you're suddenly an improviser on the back wall there's literally i that's so sick to me i love that shit all right i you know i agree with you but i would also say Maybe not a hot take. Maybe just oh, does everybody agree? I it's think it's cool. I think just... everybody loves that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I think it, but hey, our shared impo- hot improv take 
That's fucking cool. Stan, Stan. Walking Stan. through a door. What are you, a baby? <laughs> your first time using a door? <laughs> you know how doors work. Exactly. With your object permanence, you're like, well, we still here. We get it. It's cool. You're like, yeah. and I'm in the back line. Or it's just, I talk at the back line. Excuse me, sir. Like, where'd you come from? I'm. Did you just enter the scene out of magic teleportation? Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Great hot improv take. Thank you. We got two really good ones here. One of them maybe universally loved. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks so much. Uh, we're going to wrap up with one last thing. It's a nice long recording session. <laughs> Just talk to us about your plugs. Oh. Um, Lloyd Knight with, with David um, and with Odyssey. And then yeah, every other Monday. Every other Monday at 10 p.m. Uh and then my other plug would be yeah, Babe Motel uh, at the Babe Motel on Instagram because some woman has Babe Motel. And then well, I was going to say we're going to go to New York in September, but I don't know if anybody's from New York. You, you never know. They might. You never know. Babe Motel pays their dues um, at Littlefield in Brooklyn in, in mid-September. Yeah. So uh, and then uh, the TikTok, is it also at the Babe Motel? That one's at Bay Motel. Okay, I'll put both of the links. Yeah, you yeah. can. Just, I'll just tell you what it is, and you could just do. It. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Wait, David. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you're so welcome. Thanks so much for stopping by. Had a really great chat. And can I just say, I'm a little. I've all, as you can tell, always been a little improv nerd girl, and it has been the thrill of a lifetime to talk about improv on my first ever podcast. The first of many, I am so sure. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your journey. And um, thanks for stopping by. Hope you all enjoyed our episode. Bye, everybody.